Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I understand our relationship on such a deep level now. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, uh, life is complicated. <laughs> Ain't that the truth, brother? Yeah, yeah, it's very complicated because, Rem, I, I had a plan for today. I had a strong plan. <laughs> Of that's what we were going to talk about. That's a great about. start. Great start. But uh, plans change as the times change. Because, Remington, at the time of this recording, <laughs> uh, a new anime of the season dropped, and it's all everybody's talking about? And let's... Oh, uh, there's... Okay, there's a new hotness going around. Yeah, like, it is, it is exceedingly popular to the point where anime Twitter, anime YouTube, nobody's shutting up about it, and it's been 24 hours since it dropped. Uh, and... Well... <laughs> yep, and it's our... So you you brought it to me. Yes. <laughs> you see hey, everybody loves it, everybody talk about it, you say, hey, this is a problem that needs fixing. I know just the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I did not anticipate mafioso remington to come into the picture here uh but look you you need to crush people's hopes and dreams you need to take the hype down a few notches you come to me okay so that wasn't the intention <laughs> yeah i don't know it seems like it might have been the intention no no oh, wait no sean i understand oh oh no if i i surprisingly don't like it but you're innocent wing <laughs> Are you trying? Uh, also, I, I will have the listeners know I did wink there. You did. Sean didn't you did. see it. I, I didn't see you. it. But he commits to bits. If he says he does something, he usually does something. Uh, I, I have a, a surprising amount of physicality, both in like facial expressions and gestures, and just small little details that will never be seen uh, as we record. <laughs> hey, I mean, you'd make a great VTuber if you had a good model. <laughs> Hey, you know, fuck let's get Remington healthcare. Let's get Remington enough money for a VTuber rig. <laughs> Rem, could you imagine the dark future where both you and I are VTubers? <laughs> like, full-ass VTubers? We've got PNG tubers for the stream when I'm streaming because uh, I have anxiety about the way I look in person. But let's be real, uh, uh, dropping the dosh on a full VTuber rig is quite the uh, quite the endeavor. Healthcare seems hey, a man, bit more re realistic for you. Just a rent. nice casual thousands of dollars and we'll be set. I mean, you're not wrong, actually. Uh, <laughs> art for <laughs> yeah. a model costs around, like, depending, like, you could probably find somebody who's willing to do it on the cheaper side, but, you know, quality is everything. Um, for for the art assets, it's usually close to a thousand bucks, and for the rigging, which is actually animating it and making it move and possible, is usually another thousand bucks. So you're looking at, like, an entry-level two thousand bucks for a really decent VTuber model. So if anybody wants me to be a VTuber, just, you know, just casually send two thousand dollars. No, you cannot ask for that. You cannot ask for that. We're not exactly opening up a throne here for that kind of shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, but 
if if we somehow just get a casual 2k in the po box you know that's what it'll go to <laughs> rem's rem's vtuber model that he will not know how to use <laughs> it'll, it'll there'll be a learning curve yep and then i'll have to drop 2000k of my own money to get one so that we are at least you know on the same ground no, nobody needs to contribute to that one, though. Yeah, no, no, it's all on me. The Weeb has to work for his own damn VTuber model. Makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, so, so what is this new hotness, Sean? What, what is this uh, thing that has everybody uh, aflame and up, uh, buzzing about it? Well, Rev, this is the part where my job gets tricky. Because, essentially, uh, this is the anime that everybody's talking about. Uh, but in terms of recommending it to other people, everybody is like, hey... Don't look up anything about this show at all and just watch it. Which makes my oh. job tricky because uh, theoretically, if this is the consensus for a lot of people, the more I tell you about this show, the more I'm going to get, like, flame for spoilers, which... Oh, how mysterious. Yeah. Like, and so I've got to tread carefully, and I think, I think... Can, can I... So I'll have to know the title, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but the title will tell you fucking nothing, Rem. <laughs> all right, here. Well, all right, Sean. I, I have to go in blind. You can't tell me anything but the title. But Well, here, I can tell you we'll more do. than just... I've actually figured out what I can tell you without getting me razzed, is essentially... Well, Sean, I will tell you all about the show as soon as you give me the title. Okay. Uh, the title of this anime, Rem, is simply uh, Oshi no Ko. Oshi no Ko. Of course, which, as we both know, means... <laughs> Go for it. Hit me with it. <laughs> as we both... Oshi no Ko, it's... Alright, well, we have... Uh, it's actually Oshi no Ko. Okay. And it is what happens when an American OSHA officer... Okay. Uh, he's he's inspecting OSHA violations, right? Uh, and then... Oh no, he gets KO'd because a uh, place isn't up to snuff, and so some railing comes, uh, knocks him out. When he wakes up, he's in a great big fantasy world, and he realizes that this place is not OSHA certified. So we go on the adventures of, of just a nice little OSHA regulator, making sure that all of these like guilds and stuff and adventuring and dungeons are all OSHA approved. Honestly, I would watch that. <laughs> I, I would enjoy the hell out of that. Dude's reincarnated into a fantasy world, and he's like, well, this shit needs fixing. <laughs> Especially, like, imagine, like, this big bad, just uh, like, oh, yes, they shall linger. And then all of these traps, and it's like, no, all right, I'm sorry. Just in the middle of the room like this? No, this is an occupational hazard. You, Your own henchmen, your own guys, your own minions and goblins, they could easily uh, accidentally walk over this. It's dark. It's not properly lit. No, we're, we're going to have to do a lot of work before we can have adventurers coming in. <laughs> we got to at least make sure there's handrails. Otherwise, like, somebody could trip and fall. Like, it, it's, it's, a, it's a danger to you and everybody around you. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's what the show is about. So I look forward to it. I think it's, uh, you know, a really, really novel take on it uh genuinely i would love to watch a show like that that'd be fucking great uh uh or at the very least read like a four coma about it uh <laughs> but no uh so no rem uh the, the title oshinoko uh doesn't really have an easy translation uh because it's a weird mixture of both slang and uh literal translation so uh, referring to it by the japanese name is usually the best way to go about it 
because uh, I take it you've never heard the term Oshi, as in like, ah, uh, that that one right there is my Oshi. You know, the only time I've ever heard it is out of my own mouth when referring to you. Really, Rim? You're you're my Oshi, Aww. baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually really sweet of you, Rim. How kind. Uh, okay, so a little lesson in Japanese slang for you, Rem, because essentially uh, all I'm about to tell you about this show is not much. Uh, Oshinoko is, uh, well, first of all, it's about an idol. Okay. As in uh, a singer-performer idol. Yeah. Uh, we've done quite a few things on idols. Uh, most notably, the one that I'm sure stuck in your mind was um, Perfect Blue. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, the really dark, messed-up look into the idol industry... You know, the one that made you feel all gross and uncomfortable afterwards, but you ha- also said it was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, so, so you know, I... <laughs> so what you're, what you're telling me is we're getting into a psychosexual thriller? Can't wait. Uh, well, no-ish. Okay, so let me break it down to you. So it, uh, this is a story about uh, Ai Hoshino, uh, who is an up-and-coming idol, and... Uh, Everybody views her as, you know, the perfect say-so young uh, uh, idol, you know, as you do. Yep. Uh, and that's where the term Oshi comes in. Uh, because in uh, Japanese slang, uh, your Oshi or is primarily in reference to idol culture, but it is, like, slipped into, like, streamer culture and, like, uh, influencer culture as well. Uh, your Oshi is uh, the person that you're pushing for, because Oshi can directly translate to the word push, so it's essentially the character that, or the person, rather, uh, well, sometimes character, because, you know, some people dehumanize others like that, uh, is the character and, or person that you're really, they're your, they're your top tier, they're your favorite, they're the sure. one that you really love and appreciate the most. Uh, that's essentially what the term is. And uh, uh, noko is essentially, uh, there's a couple ways to translate it. Uh, Mal has it listed as the full title being translated to My Star. Which makes a bit of sense because uh, the main character uh, I is very much uh, you know an up and coming idol star. Uh, but the more interesting translation is Noko uh, would be my kid. So a, a direct translation of this title would essentially be uh, Oshi Noko or uh, like my I, idol kid who I yes support <laughs> yes essentially or the kid of my Oshi essentially. Uh, and that's what this story is about. It's about, it's about I and, uh, her kids. Okay. Uh, and something that you need to realize, Rem, is, uh, idols, idol culture is unfortunately inherently toxic for the most part. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that I'm well aware of. Uh, so you can imagine what some incredibly toxic fans might feel like. If they found out that their uh, their Oshi is uh, in fact either in a relationship or God forbid has kids. Okay, this is going to be interesting. I see, especially because it it has to be subversive in some way. Otherwise, you'd be willing to tell me more. But that could mean so many things. It's subversive in multiple ways, Ram. Because I will also mention there is a dash of the supernatural. Okay. All right. And I'm, I am I'm writing down a prediction. Okay. That I will bring up in part two, all right? I'm, I'm going to write it down and we'll... Because I, I don't even want you to, to know it. And we'll see... All right. And we'll see if it's anywhere close. Yep. And the one thing I will add to this that's going to actually add a little extra complication for you to add to the uncomfiness. Uh, 
Well, uh, I, Hoshino, uh, Hoshino, I, uh, she is, uh, at the start of this story, 16 years old. Mm. So mm. just have that in mind when we're going into this, because, uh, this is very much a show that seems to be pointing out a lot of the darkness of the idol industry, as well as some of the light in it as well. It's, this is both like, there's a lot and, of crit. and you said it, so it just released so is it yeah. like the whole season dropped at once or are we is there just like a single so that's the episode. extra interesting thing and that's what people are talking about is uh the first episode of this series is about an hour and a half long <laughs> yeah which is why we're only doing the one episode <laughs> that's not how any of this works yeah, no, the, the first episode is essentially a full... <laughs> it's essentially a full uh, movie, more or less. Like, that's that's basically feature length. Yeah. And people watch this movie, and it goes into a normal series after that with the remainder of the plot, but people are saying that this uh, first episode movie is so fantastic and so worth talking about that reviewing it by itself... Uh, in isolation without any of the other episodes even being out yet seems like a worthwhile endeavor. Well, hey, I'm, I'm rooting for it. Uh, I'm, I hope I enjoy it and find it nice, weird, and interesting. But you never know with me. Yep. So, without further ado, let's go straight into it. Let's go watch some Oshi no Ko. You heard it here first, folks! Rem is all for more breastfeeding scenes. I would not do well in prison. Don't establish these weird parasocial relationships where you only are a fan of someone because you largely want to be with them. And we are back after watching one whole episode <laughs> of the absolutely smash hit uh, anime, uh, Oshi no Ko. Uh, and for those of you who are just joining us, why did you start a podcast partway through? That's a really good question. Uh, but for those who did just tune in for whatever reason and are wondering why only one episode, let me reiterate. First episode, hour and a half long. It's more than enough. Uh, and interestingly enough, ever since, Rem, ever since uh, we recorded the first part of this episode and uh, the anime has had a few days to come out and people will watch it, uh, we've actually gotten a small handful of anti-recommendations. And it's not for the reason you'd, we normally get anti-recommendations. It's mostly because people are so terrified of spoilers <laughs> that they think we're going to fucking ruin the show for them. Which doesn't make sense to me. Like, we've gotten multiple emails on the subject, and I'm just like, I... Y'all, you know what the show's about. Like, our show, not this show. Uh, we're about <laughs> yeah. to tell you what this show is about. Yeah, I guess uh, spoiler warning, unsurprisingly. Yeah, no. Uh, if you're at all curious about the show at all and want to have the best experience you can with it, go watch it now and go in blind. That's the recommendation I can give, because from here on out, it's spoiler town, and Rem's going to give his thoughts, his views, and opinions on this first episode, and uh, we'll discuss where we think the show can go from here on, because the the biggest uh, the biggest thing that we have to take away from this is this is one episode of an 11-episode series, and the rest of the series is uh, most likely going to be quite different from this first episode. 
So I suppose without further ado, Rem, uh, what do you think of this show? Do you think people should watch it or are you about to make a bunch of people just as angry as you usually do? Sean, I want, I want to flip the format on its head a little bit. All right. Okay, cool. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> instead, That's always a good sign. <laughs> in, instead of me immediately jumping in, uh, sharing, sharing some so- thoughts, going over synopsis, we'll get there. We'll get to that. Okay. I want you to tell me what you think I thought of it. Oh, this feels like a trap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just genuinely curious. Well, uh, you, you, you know me better than most, especially when it comes to my anime opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I am just so wildly curious what you would predict I think at the end of episode one. Well, I would say I think you would like... There are going to be some things in this uh, anime that you're going to like. Like, I feel like that's a guarantee because it's, one, it's gorgeous, and two, there's some fun little twists and turns in it. Uh, but two, I think I think by the end of this anime, like, there's a good chance that your opinion will be like, okay, I like that. However, I don't know if what comes after this is going to be anywhere near as good or as interesting. And uh, I feel... Oh, okay, okay. Because I feel like that is, that that's a concern that a lot of people have, and I feel like if you do view this whole uh, first episode favorably, I can un- I feel like that's where your mind is going to be by the end of this. Because I feel like what happened at the end, I think you're going to be like, all right, cool, I'm here for it. Because you know, it's not something that happens too often in anime. Uh, but at the same time, like your biggest concern would probably be for the remainder of the 10 episodes that you get from this. All right. Uh, well, let, let's jump into things, Sean. Okay. Uh, so we open up uh, and we, we see uh, watching an idol group and there's a, a little uh, exposition, a narrative on lies being weapons, idols being having to be performative and in, in a large way fake. Um, we see that there's a super fan watching in the hospital and we learn that it's uh, a doctor. Doctor in a nice rural hospital. Uh, who is absolutely devastated to hear that his all-time favorite I is uh, is going on a hiatus. He's absolutely devastated. Uh, we we learn uh, he, he has like a fellow doctor or something like that. I don't know their yeah. exact position. It doesn't really matter. Um, a colleague, I'll just say. He has a colleague who uh, confronts him about that and is like, little fucking weird. And he's like, no, no, you don't. I, I'm, I'm not some creep just perving on sixteen-year-old idols. Okay, you see, for me, it's because I knew a young girl named Serena, and she was like dying of cancer, and she loved idols, especially I. And so, uh, uh, I, that was my way of bonding with her. And now she's, she's dead, but it, it's like she's living on with my love of. I now. And then uh, the colleague, quite accurately, in my opinion, uh, just calls out and is like, all right, it sounds a lot like you're trying to make this like a noble thing, but it's just still kind of fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah, which is probably one of the best commentaries on idol culture, like within the first 10 minutes of this show. Like, that's pretty fucking spot on. I also just really appreciate... uh, the awareness of being like, hey, uh, I, I don't think you're, I think your justification isn't accurate. It isn't authentic. 
I think it's just a way for you to look at yourself as nice and noble and not as a creep that you actually are. I mean, there might be some truth to it, but like, you know, there's still, there's always going to be that underlying miasma of, ooh, ooh. And now, here's the problem. Uh, we kind of, we can't go perfectly in order in, no. if we want to discuss my thoughts and the type of journey that, and especially for the some of the thoughts I'm going to have. So I'm going to basically right now cover the two biggest spoiler moments. Okay. Uh, and, and so last warning, the two biggest spoiler moments. Uh, at one point, uh, the doc ends up getting murdered by a stalker of I, right? Quite early on, uh, the, the, a stalker shows up, is like, hey, you're the doctor, and she's pregnant, uh, which, which is, uh, it, it, that happens, that happens. And he kills the doctor, and then the doctor uh, is reborn as uh, I's child, um, which, uh, nice and uncomfortable there. And then later on, uh, so that's like twist number one, right? And then twist number two is that years and years later, um, uh, when now the reincarnated doctor, now Aqua, is uh, uh, just, I don't know, five or some shit? Yep. So, something like that. In that ballpark. Uh, the stalker shows up and uh, and unceremoniously kills I. Uh, and it's bloody, nice and horrific. Uh, that's like the second twist. So those, those are the two twists. Those are the two pillars. We'll discuss them more in detail when we get to them in the narrative. But it's important to frame it this way. Uh, and it, the, the story ends up going on uh, an arc where Aqua realizes that his birth father of his reincarnated self uh, must be behind it. And he's going to hunt down and kill his birth father. Uh, uh, cool. De decent premise. Solid shit. Uh, here is the issues and the reason why I needed to talk about those twists now. Okay. I I thought I knew what the show was trying to do, and I was super into it. By the end, the show did different things, which were cool, but it makes a lot of other stuff less good. So uh, my my experience throughout was I, I I enjoyed the entire hour and a half journey, right? Right. But looking back, I value the first like almost hour significantly less than I did on a first watch. Uh, and let me explain exactly why. Because, uh, the, with all due respect, the doctor who gets reincarnated as Aqua, he's, he's built as the antagonist. He's the baddie. <laughs> the doctor is the baddie. And the show, uh, instead, casts him as an anti-hero, which I think is the is wrong. It's false. It is incorrect. <laughs> uh, especially we, we, we think about the, the immediate framing, what we've already discussed in the narrative, him getting called out by his colleague in like a pretty solid, interesting, nuanced and seemingly accurate way. Uh, the doctor is a bit of a creep, even when he's remembering Serena, this 12 year old girl, uh, at one point the, the 12 year old girl is like, uh, let's get married, Doctor, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, weird 12-year-old shit. And he's like, I'll give it some serious thought when you turn 16. Fuck right out of here, Doc. All right, you're th that certified creep right there. Boom. 
all right, you are a creep, but that's okay because you are the villainous protagonist, right? You are, you, we're, we're taking your view in the story, but you're the villain. We know you're the villain. Uh, and it's going to, to be like a fucked up, uh, Nabokov Lolita bullshit where we see, uh, we, we see the villain's point of view in this like twisted, fucked up way. And we can sort of like understand it at points and we can see, uh, where he's coming from at points, but at the end of the day, he's a fucking creep. Like, that is what it establishes. But <laughs> that's not where it goes. And so initially I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing, and this is dope and nuanced and fascinating and dark as fuck. But that's not what they were doing. So I guess it's just creepy. And that's not as good. I guess it matches tonally, which is good. Like, it fits the vibe, but I don't think it fits the overall arc they seem to end up be going for, right? Uh, so that, that, that's gonna be a driving force, especially in the early part of this review, and that's why I needed to talk about those events to get to here before continuing, uh, and explaining further. <laughs> uh, so let, let's, let's continue, with all that said, with that little monologue said, let's, let's continue in the narrative. Uh, so... Uh, he has that confrontation with his colleague, and then, as it turns out, I shows up, and she's pregnant. Uh, she shows up with the president of, like, the agency, uh, managing her, her idol group, who's, who's looking very nervous and distraught. And, and they, uh, chat with the doctor. The doctor sort of realizes what's happened, freaks the fuck out. Um, she's going to have twins. Uh, they want to make sure nobody finds out, because with the idol agency, uh, if people find out, it's fucked. At one point, uh, some, like, side character, uh, after, on the news, like, a different idol is announced to have a husband. It's like, can you even stand an idol with hu a husband and kids? And first of all, the obvious answer is yes. Yes, you, uh, very, very oh, yeah. clearly can. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, if you are only a fan of somebody because you want to create a fantasy of being with this person, oh, dear fucking God, there's lots of problems. Um, I don't yep. think that is a healthy relationship in any context i'm trying to think of any literally any exception oh no I, no it, it's meant to obviously be like hey this is not a good thing and it's extremely popular like uh you you it's happened on uh like twitch many times where yep. uh it's it's revealed that like a girl streaming on twitch oh no she has a boyfriend or a husband or some shit like that and people freak the fuck out people lose their goddamn minds with all due respect, y'all, it's none of y'all fucking business. Like, no. it does not fucking matter. Don't establish these weird parasocial relationships where you only are a fan of someone because you largely want to be with them. Now, here's the thing, though. I'm here making this thesis statement, which I thought, I was like, yeah. And Oshinoko is, pre is presenting this thesis statement with me in a well-articulated way. It's right by my side. And then, a little later on, it's like, oh, wait, I actually got to go over here for a minute. I'm like, you need, what, why are you leaving my side? <laughs> we were, we were united front. <laughs> we were together on this. Uh, but, but exploring that issue, at least at this point, super interesting. Nice and well done. Um, this is then when, um, oh, and even the, the doctor to a savage is being a little bit of a creep with I still, he's like, talking about he's thinking about how he's worried about her he's just worried about her career and what'll happen if she has kids clearly as if he has any say in the matter 
Uh, and he's like, as a doctor, I recognize I should stay neutral, but I don't know. And it's something he's struggling with, which is a huge fucking problem. Not a little problem, right? Like, this is super fucked up. Um, and, and so I, and I'm, I'm just emphasizing all of this just to really make sure. Cause I, I know, I know somehow, some way there's at least going to be a, I think a lot of people will agree with me and be like, 100%, you're right, Remington. But I think too many won't. I think there will be a subsection of people who are like, no, the the doctor, Aqua, he is just a, a big fan. And that's okay and normal and fine and not at all fucked up and creepy. Like, I think there's going to be a significant subsection. I won't say the majority. I'll, I'll be charitable and say that the majority can recognize that it's creepy and weird. But there's going to be too many, Sean. Too fucking many that don't see it. Ah. Nope, nope. I, I'm with you, Matt. I'm with you. I agree that all of his actions in the like the first half of this series is fucking rough and creepy and uh, perfectly exemplifies the problematic nature of this uh, subsection of culture and people. What we're hoping for in this series is that, uh, as is the theme with a lot of proper, well-done reincarnation-style stories, is that from the big po- the point onward of... Uh, of uh, Eye's death at the end and onward from there is that it's less about... Uh, the, basically, I want him to grow as a person, as a character, as a new reincarnated person, uh, which unfortunately is tinged with the dark side of him being like, ah, time to kill dad, type of thing. Yeah, because there, there's essentially two ways you can go, right? Right. You can lean in and be like, okay, yeah, he is actually fucked up. Uh, he is super fucked up and... Let's transition from it being, like, semi-sympathetic but off-putting protagonist to full-on villain, right? Which is a a lot—I love whenever that arc is done well. Whenever you're like, okay, they're—I mean, they're in a a bad spot, but they they could be redeemed to being like, oh, okay, no, yeah, they're the the villain—they're the baddie, right? That's always a great revelation. Or you can have genuine redemption, right? Uh, and, like, take accountability for creepiness and, and make actual change. Here's the issue, Sean. I don't think it's taking path one <laughs> because they're going the anti-hero route, right? Where right. it's like, yeah, he's bitter and jaded and a little fucked up, but uh, but he's he's still the, the protagonist. He's the hero, right? He's, he's a good guy. Um, but by killing I, they also don't allow redemption because... Okay, maybe he realizes he's a creep at best. That doesn't make any of the previous behavior okay. You'll never be able to fix that relationship. It's just that that relationship is gone now. And if anything, it seems intensified and heightened uh, rather rather than realizing that it was fucked up from the get-go. So it doesn't seem like they're doing either of those routes. And that is one of it's one of the main issues that I have, if not the main issue, I think that and, and you know it's even even spoil my overall thoughts john you you nailed the prediction i enjoyed my time yep. with this um yep. <laughs> i am terrified about what's to come because i think there's a very good chance it's gonna be a little shit basically i feel like i did after finishing the first season of uh, uh what was it called little kids 
Promise Neverland. Promise Neverland. There we go. Uh, I feel like I did after <laughs> ah, watching but the first season of Little Kids. I don't know what it is. Fu- <laughs> fucking so Rugrats. Many... What do you want? <laughs> hey, you knew what I was talking about. You were there. You got oh, it. I, of course, I know what you're talking about because, like, that's my job here, man. <laughs> but like, if you had just been like uh, to a random person on the street and be like, "Ah, eh, yeah, you know, like I like the show, but like it, it, I feel like I do at the end of oh god, you know, the one show with the little kids, you know that one, that one, uh, <laughs> Baby's Day know. Out. What well, do you, you want? But you did know, so it's fine. Uh, but I, I feel like I did after that, where it's like I enjoyed my time with it, but I fe- I saw a change from the beginning to the end that is troublesome to me. And I think that on its current trajectory, it's going to become something I'm not a huge fan of. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wildly wrong. Uh, maybe it does show that he's actually the super fucked up villain and creep, but I don't know how it could at this point. I don't know. Ah, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah, I, I, I think that it, it still could have that potential. Uh, it's just that it's being heavily carried by this dark path by the fact that that relationship is essentially dead in the water, and it's all going to be a lot of reflection on that and how he proceeds through life from the the end of this uh, show onward. Uh, And it's going to be interesting to see where it goes from here, like, Rem, because I'll tell you right now, uh, the manga for this one, it has... Sold incredibly fucking well, incredibly fucking well, uh, because of the first volume alone, uh, which this whole first episode covers the full arc of the first volume. And I read the first volume myself uh, a couple months back without even realizing it because I binge manga because I'm look, we don't need to go into the psychosis of why I regularly binge random manga, even if I'm not entirely interested in the premise. That's not a, that's not a thing I, I should really go into on this podcast right now. Uh, but the point is, is I binged that first volume and that first volume alone. And I thought to myself, hey, I'm curious to see where this goes. However, I'm going to wait a bit because I also saw that there was an anime announcement. And it's done really fucking well in terms of manga sales. And the response overall to... This first episode has been really fucking high. It's just a matter of, my god, can they actually... They, they've started off at a very strange point, and the question is, is if they can carry that premise and that thought process all the way to the end for a good, emotional, yet dark tale with some levels of redemption and some levels of condemnation. I don't know where it's going to go, Rem. I do not know, but I am so curious that I'm going to keep watching it. Like, that's just kind of where yeah, I'm at. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll continue talking about the, the overarching narrative. Um, so, uh, when when the, the doctor, he gets confronted by stalker, gets murdered, all that fun stuff, right? Right. Yeah, um, nothing funner than getting murdered by stalkers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's reincarnated. He's born Aqua Marine, or Aqua for short. It's Aqua and, and his twin sister, Ruby. Uh... Which is, uh, I mean, obviously it's Serena. We've met like we yeah, met we yeah. we met three characters by now. We met three characters. It's the other one that that died. Yeah, uh, no, they, they don't exactly try to hide it. <laughs> like, yeah, they they have it as like a not like, like a, a s- twist, but a light reveal. Like a yeah. whoa, which like it, it, it's still not even that, but at least it wasn't like a full blown twist. Yeah, no, like it. They didn't. They. They set it up well enough, and it is revealed in this episode, which, thank God, could you imagine if this was revealed, like, halfway through the series? <laughs> yeah. Like, and, we were a bunch of fucking morons. <laughs> and, and let me say, 
uh, uh, the whole, uh, reincarnation thing, right? I was like, okay, this is nice and extremely uncomfortable, uh, for so many reasons. Uh, for, yeah. for all the reasons you can imagine, it is uncomfortable to have this, once again, creepy adult doctor re now birthed from his idol obsession. Like, that's creepy, fucked up. I, I don't think the show realizes that it's extremely fucked up. It recognizes that it could be potentially problematic, and we'll, we'll get to a scene. But then it's like, oh, but like, in this case, it's like, actually kind of not, though. Which is the wrong, wrong direction to go. Uh, so we, we have that, and, uh, twin sister Ruby, all that fun stuff. Uh, there's plans for I to return as an idol. The, uh, president, uh, of the agency, his wife will, will take care of the children, albeit she's very reluctant about it, because, like, she's her own goddamn person. She's living her own life. Why does she need to take care of some random-ass kids? And you know what? She's right. <laughs> Uh, that, I mean, just because you're married to the president of the agency, it's like, yeah, no, there's layers of toxicity here. Uh, and, and what, what I really liked about a large part of this viewing experience was seeing how all of this toxicity from this environment, from this culture, right? From idol culture, from, uh, this capitalist hellscape, from, uh, these, uh, pa troublesome parasocial relationships. How all of these can twist uh, otherwise reasonable people into being pretty fucked up. Because we see dark sides of, of most people. We see a dark side of the wife. We see, uh, obviously, we've seen plenty of dark side from Aqua. We see a dark side from the president. We see a dark side from I, uh, where she talks about, like, in, in a bit of a sociopathic way uh, about just being uh, disconnected and... Uh, and, and like robotic and it's like okay there's a lot of interesting dark elements here and it's like to to what degree are they to blame as opposed to their environment obviously they take some responsibility but being created informed and constructed in such problematic environments like at the same time what hope did they ever have uh and i i think those are some super fascinating questions that are raised which i love not explored sufficiently unfortunately uh and and some people might say hey remington there's um there's still a lot of anime to go so you can maybe it will be explored uh and and possibly but for example i can say confidently some things about i she's fucking dead her arc is yes. over uh i i think uh, well we'll get to my overall thoughts on how i i think that should have been handled but it's Ah, it's frustrating because I, I love the questions it's raising and the nuance and the, the darkness it's bringing in. Uh, it is, it, it feels fascinating and uncomfortable in a really cool way, uh, but. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, I can't be seen with her kids. It's a career hazard. So she uh, goes on TV. She's not great at hiding her kids, but she's good enough. Um, we get some more uh, discussion on the lies of the idol industry, not just with the idols themselves, but also with the crew, the director, etc., etc. Um, we, this is the moment we learned that Ruby can also, like, speak, has all of her memories, uh, and is also a super fan. Um, yeah, Aqua had realized it when he found Ruby doing flame wars on the internet to defend their now mother. Uh, which, you know, that, that's funny, that's silly. Uh, there's, there's lots of, uh, nice comedy. It, it's like, how... The first half of, of this is like a very pretty cutesy horror movie. 
Uh, and that's rad as hell. Uh, Aqua, all right, here's, like, a, a crazy, like, super fucked up line, um, that I was like, oh my god, this is, this is going to get insanely fucking dark, right? Uh, it mm -hmm. was Aqua emphasizing repeatedly this exact wordage, right? Th this precise wording multiple times, talking about how he wants to help, he, he feels bad that I gave birth to them, right? As opposed to, like, proper, real, normal children. And so he wants to help her give birth to normal kids. Um, which, okay, yeah, that sounds, like, uh, kind of normal until, like, you think about it for more than two seconds. And you realize who's the one saying this, the creepy doctor. And then it has layers of, like, super fucked up, like, hold on, wait a fucking minute. Unfortunately, no, no, that's not explored. Uh... The, we we see that uh, clip of the stalker. He's frustrated, feels tricked by I. Um, and then we we get to a scene. Uh, all right. So, uh, what about nursing? Uh, Ruby, all in on nursing. Uh, and a bit of a pervert about that. And it's like, oh, but she's twelve years old, so that's okay. And she's a girl. I don't know about that, fam. Still real weird. Still inappropriate. Uh, oh, but then Aqua, he doesn't. Uh, and he presents himself. It, it's like the moral high ground. This is them being like, and this is going to sound so weird, Sean. Okay. I think it. this is a narrative mistake. Because what the show does in this moment, right, with Aqua refusing to and presenting his moral reasoning, uh, the show is telling the audience, hey, look. Aqua, he's, he's like a little bit weird and stuff, but he's, he's not a pervert. He's not a bad guy. All right. He's not a freak. We understand the situation is a little weird, but it, it's fine. It's okay. And morally thumbs up, which first of all, still not. But second of all, oh shit. They think Aqua's the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Aqua's being written as the good guy. That's the wrong direction for him. And so what I think it should have happened, I don't think it, it should have been, like, too weird. I, I think you sh you could have, like, a conversation with Ruby and Aqua, right? Where uh, Aqua ha has, like, just nursed or something. Ruby calls him out on it and is like, isn't that, like, really fucking weird? And Aqua more or less, like, yada yada's over it. He basically gives the spiel more or less that Ruby does, which sounds like a... It's so much more in character for Aqua than for Ruby, because Ruby goes on this tirade about how it is simply human nature for a mother to feed their child and to nurse their child, uh, which we've already seen that, like, the doc has fucked up weird uh, reasoning that initially sounds okay, but is actually nefarious. Meanwhile, Ruby, who is just Serena, why the fuck is she talking like that? Why is she Machiavellian? That doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't know, man. Idol fans are fucking weird. <laughs> so, so just reverse that. And then, uh, basically, I, I want the show to pretend to present Aqua as a hero, right? But make the audience increasingly uncomfortable and gradually remove any defenders that Aqua could have. So it's like, okay, I guess that sort of makes sense. And then he does the next thing, explains himself, and you're like... I don't know about that. I don't, but maybe, maybe that's just a one-off and it just keeps going until eventually you're like, okay, yeah, no, no fucking shot. Mm. Uh, because that would be a fascinating and super dark, uh, route to go, which feels like what the show kind of wanted to be for a minute. Instead, it feels the need to defend Aqua and be like, 
but it's not like we're not being like freaks about it. Uh, and it's like, no, don't don't back away from the darkness, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Rem is all for more breastfeeding scenes. Hold on. <laughs> Note in my script doctoring, there was no breastfeeding scene. There was the discussion of it, of, of how it had happened, uh, immediately followed by some calling out of that. Uh, because I think that trying to find this like weird middle ground, you end up where instead of shining a light on all of the darkness that you present, right, you end up inconsistent, sometimes being like, wow, this is fucked up, but like maybe don't worry about this other thing. When... The two things you've talked about come from the same exact source. They stem from the same issues. Aqua is insanely fucked up. He is a little creep. I'm going to stand by this so much because for some reason the show doesn't. And because the show doesn't, because the show shies away from that, that makes its overall message, its overall ideas on idol culture, fan culture, or toxic parasocial relationships, uh... All, all of these things that it, it's exploring, it makes it so much more muddled. Because instead of just saying, yes, look how fucked up this can get in all of these different ways. Instead, it's, well, I mean, it's fucked up over here, but like maybe over here it seems creepy, but it's actually okay, kinda. That, no, no, <laughs> that's the wrong message. Uh, so... Uh, the, the president's wife continues to, like, babysit, and she gets really angry, and she's pissed off, and she considers, like, leaking to the tabloids. Uh, which is like, okay, yeah, let this is the kind of darkness I want to see. Where it's just, like, every character, due to the circumstances, is pushed into some fucked up shit. Um, but then Aqua and Ruby, they speak to the wife as divine messengers, just babies talking nice, eloquent English. Uh, tell her it's her destiny to help I and to not, uh, leak anything. Um, we skip a few months later, and I, uh, and her group, they're successful, but the pay isn't, like, super outstanding. Uh, and, and so they're like, hey, uh, president's wife, you, you gotta get her better gigs. And the wife is like, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't, which, once again, I love the nuance. It doesn't work like that. You, I can't just, oh, get them better gigs. People need to request I rather than the idol group, uh, if she wants to start making the big bucks. Uh, meanwhile, we see that I, she, like, browses some online comments, and she sees one that calls her, like, inauthentic, particularly her smile, um, and she feels, like, bad about that, and she's like, okay, I just need to, I need to fine-tune that detail. Uh, and admittedly, admittedly, I did feel, I've, I've repeatedly felt called out by I. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I was hoping you would. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I've, I've discussed this a few times in the podcast, but when I, I am... In the most loving way possible, a little robot boy. <laughs> <laughs> and when I is talking about like fine tuning all of these details, that essentially existence itself is performative, and that uh, and psychoanalyzing every detail in how it looks and how it's presented and the effect that it will have on everybody else. I'm like, well, shit, dude, that is 100 percent everything about me and i i felt delightfully called out in uh, a beautiful way i thought that it was extremely well done and i thought it did a good job of presenting it in such a way where yeah it's look it, 
it's a little robot, but that doesn't mean that it's not human as well. It, it It is both robot and human. You have to performatively fine-tune all of these details and psychoanalyze everything that's going on. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily make it insincere or false. It's, uh, it's a performance. It's a deliberate performance. It's a crafted performance. Uh, but to what degree uh, is, is that like authentic or inauthentic? You can't just say that it's not sincere. Uh, and so I, I thought that it explored those themes very well, and I related to them very strongly. <laughs> A little too strongly, you might say, Rob. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, continuing on, uh, eventually the wife brings like the babies to a mini-concert, and the kids do a choreographed dance by instinct, nice and silly. A video of them goes viral. Uh, we cut to a year later. Uh, I is picking up more gigs. She's more successful. She gets on set to a TV drama. Um, and she does decently, but Aqua, he chats with the director who uh, very quickly just becomes okay that he's talking to a child who's super eloquent. He's just like, ah, precocious child, what's going on? And he's like, hey, Aqua, you could be an actor. Uh, they chat whether uh, about whether I could be a star, and the director sees that she has charisma, but he isn't sure um, whether she could uh, last long, basically. Uh, the final cut of the, the drama shows up, and I, a lot of her scenes were cut. As we learn, it's because the star actress, uh, her, her like, PR firm uh, thought that I was too cute and stealing away some attention from the star, and that that wasn't good for their PR strategy. Which, yeah, 100%, let's keep exploring that, where it's just like, it, it's not that they have anything against I, they're not targeting I, they just, their goal is to make their girl an absolute star, and this goes against those goals. And we can talk about, yeah, that is that is kind of fucked up. That's not great. Uh, once again, people just doing their job in the industry, but by treating people and as commodities, uh, that's that's a dangerous little rabbit hole. And sometimes it's it affects little things, sometimes it affects much more important things. But at the end of the day, realizing that people are not commodities, people are not products, people are not uh, walking advertisements or any of that, uh, people are, are not exclusively like quote-unquote influencers, people are people, they are human, that human element uh, needs to stand true and, and be apparent. Uh, so. The uh, I I chats with the director and is like, hey, what the fuck? Uh, and he's he's like, that's bullshit. Uh, you you should give I an amazing part. And the director's like, tell you what, I'll cast I in a part if you also act. And it's like, cool deal. So they do a little low budget horror film. Uh, we meet this one character that'll obviously be important later. Uh, Aramakana. Uh, she's a, a a bratty young girl who's been in the industry her entire life. Is a total diva, right? Um, the director, uh, wants, uh, he, he wants Aqua to just be his natural self because that is creepy enough, which is fucking true. Director, oh, yeah. you understand, <laughs> my man. Which is another moment where I'm like, come on, show, you get it. It's not just because, like, the kid is eloquent, it's because he is so systematic and he's, he's, he's a genuine psychopath. Aqua is a psychopath the whole way through. But it's only, like, brought out, quote-unquote, when his mom dies. Ah! Uh, Kana gets frustrated uh, and embarrassed that she isn't as good as Aqua. Uh, and then we cut to three years later, all right? Three years later now. The film was received well. I got even more work afterwards. Things are going really well for I. 
Uh, now the kids are in preschool. Uh, Ruby uh, tries to learn how to dance. Uh, we see some backstory. Obviously, she was never um, physically adept due to her, her illness, her condition. And so she never was able to be that coordinated. And so now uh, I sees her like practicing, helps her, her daughter out. And uh, uh, turns out that uh, Ruby can actually dance very well. And it uh, seems indicative they're, they're setting up where it's like, okay, Aqua can be an actor if he wants, and I can be an idol if she wants. Mm. Um, uh, we, we hear that I books a gig at uh, a dome arena, big, huge, super important. Uh, and I sees, I, I at multiple times recognizes that her success provides happiness to everyone else. She sees, okay, if I work hard, if I succeed, then my kids get taken care of. Then uh, the, the president and his wife, they're happy. Uh, they're, they're, they're pleased, right? Those around me, the fans, they're happy. They're pleased. Uh, so my success provides happiness, um, which on one hand is totally true. But on the other hand, can be toxic because uh, as I recognize, she doesn't know how she feels. She knows how she performs, but she doesn't know what's going on internally within herself she has no idea that's disconnected that's just not a factor of her existence she only knows if i perform well i provide happiness to others that is good so i do that right it, it it's a very uh programmatic mechanical view of things and it's not necessarily wrong but we can see that it can in fact be harmful uh we see that i initially wasn't interested in being an idol uh, but was convinced by the the president. She has a line where she had no memories of love before because she grew up in an orphanage. She has no memories of being loved or loving anybody. She says th that, oh, like in her songs and stuff as an idol, oh, I love you, I love you, blah, 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 because that's the pop song creed. Uh, but she doesn't know, she doesn't know if that's real. She doesn't know if she means it. Uh, she, in, instead, she, she feels she's a people-hating liar uh, and that's so counter to the image, the say-so image that idols give love, selfishly cute, adorable, love everybody, right? Uh, Look at you breaking out your vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the president says, oh no, even though it seems like that's counter to the gig, in fact, being a people-hating liar it will actually make you better at presenting that that innocent, authentic image. Um, and he says, he even says, uh, the lie might become the truth. If you say it enough, then it might become the truth. And there's lots mm, of perspectives. <laughs> there, there's lots of perspectives about uh, lies that that come up. Uh, it's one of the central themes about lies and their utility, their morality. And their effects personally and interpersonally. Uh, lots of fascinating ideas. And we learned that I still hasn't told her children that she loves them because she's terrified that what if she says it and it doesn't feel true? That's the one case where she's okay with saying to strangers, oh, I love you if it doesn't feel true, but that's fine, it's a stranger. But if she tells her kids that and it's untrue, what does that say about the relationship? What does that say about her as a mother? What does that say about her as a person, right? Super fascinating issues. Really dope. Once again, we also start uh, through I conceptualize even just straight up saying like I'm a person hating liar. Uh, okay, we see this darkness. I want to see this darkness in I explored. Uh, I I want to see uh, basically I want every character to do some fucked up shit. <laughs> uh, different levels and with different levels of justification. 
but I want to see them all do some fucked up shit so that in the end, it's just a mess. And the overall uh, view of, of the show it would just be zoomed out and be like, do you see the effects that this industry can have? Do you see the effects that growing up with only performative love and never feeling like you had unconditional love? It, love was always conditional. Love was always based on uh, what you could sell, what you could market. It was always based on how you could perform. Um, how that can fuck people up, uh, which it it's kind of touched on, but I feel like they could have really ramped it up. Uh, so uh, I is getting ready for her gig at the dome when the soccer arrives with flowers. He asks about the twins and then stabs I. Uh, Aqua sees this. He the the soccer calls her a fan betraying slut. It's a nice intense moment, super brutal. Um, uh, there's blood everywhere. I uh becomes like a super martyr at this moment. Uh, she recognizes the stalker from events and, uh, and, and still has this presence and the fan feels guilty, uh, which I don't know how I feel about that because sure. While that proves like that, all right, this is going to seem weird. This is going to seem strange. Um, because this is a, an interesting little moment where it's like he kills and then you get that dramatic irony of like, Oh no, I, I do remember you. You were wrong. Your conception of me is wrong. Um, but it also seems again, and let, let me be abundantly clear, it doesn't matter if she recognizes him. It shouldn't have to matter. Even if she has no idea who the fuck this is, because she meets hundreds of people every week, right? Um, that, that still wouldn't excuse uh, his, the stalker's actions in any way. Even if he had given gifts in, and been the number one fan, right? Dedicated everything to her. Uh, even if she didn't know who the fuck he was, that's not on her. That's on him for creating that toxic, false, parasocial relationship. Uh, and I think by having her remember, first of all, I, I think they purify and uh, create too much of a martyr out of I, um, where I, I think it, it previously seemed like there was some darkness, but no, as it turns out, she's all good. She... Uh, it's just unfortunate. She was a very good person, an unfortunate situation, and that's it. And she tried her damnedest and wanted to love everybody. And I like the idea that she wanted to love everybody but didn't know how. Uh, but I think it, w once again, you muddle uh, the message that you're trying to send about parasocial relationships when you have her recognize him and still keep his presence. Because then it's like, yeah, see, you shouldn't have killed her because she did remember you. And it's like, wait, 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 wait hold up. <laughs> Wait a moment. <laughs> That's, I don't, I don't, I'm gonna disagree with that. You shouldn't have killed her because Jesus fucking Christ don't kill people. She didn't betray you in any way, even if she had no idea who the fuck you were, uh, because her world doesn't revolve around you like yours for some fucked up reason revolves around her, right? Uh, uh so we get this big bloody scene. The, the soccer runs away. Aqua tries to call an ambulance. Uh, I comforts him. I feels bad about those who will be affected. Uh, the shows that'll have to be canceled. The fans will be concerned. Money, her kids, of course. Ruby's confused on the other side of the door. Uh, I give some comforting words to her and to uh, and to Aqua, and she finally says, "I love you." Um, and then she dies, and the saturation of the world fades. News of her death uh, rings out. The concert's canceled. We learned that the stalker committed suicide. Um, there's some. Some comments, some mourning, I, but others uh, 
saying, oh, it's hardly surprising this happened. Uh, I mean, come on, it was it was bound to happen, et cetera, et cetera, um, which are, are nice and fucked up the way we can just casually talk about this because uh, there's that disconnect. There's that disconnect that occurs. The kids are adopted by the, the president and his wife, um, and, uh, and Aqua realizes, oh, my birth father has to be behind this. I'm going to kill him. He meets with the directors like, hey, raise me as your child. Um, and, and then we cut to them years later as teens. So I think God, it, it's, a, it's good. It's good. In fact, it, ha- it should be great. It is great. Kind of. <laughs> I love how conflicted you are, Rem. This is kind of what I was hoping for. Uh, because if it was a straight up admonishment of the entire series, uh, we would have been crucified, more or less. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and if you were to like completely fall in love with it completely, I would be concerned for your mental sanity. Yeah. I, I suppose, uh, because... here, here, let, let me propose uh, an alternate view that I think, my argument isn't necessarily this would be like a more popular show or anything, uh, probably wouldn't be. But my argument is that this would more comprehensively, clearly, and accurately convey the themes that the show has thus far tried to convey. All right? Um, okay. uh, keep all the beginning scenes. All of them. Um, I, I think you can even, if you want, you can keep the reincarnation. Though I'll be honest, even as it stands now, wildly unnecessary. Like, I guess it does some in that, like, the connections between Aqua and Ruby are kind of pre-existing, and then the relationship between the stalker that killed Aqua has already happened. Uh, but otherwise, but th- with those, you also just have to accept baggage of, like, reincarnation, an adult reincarnated as a baby, and the weirdness and fucked up weird, ah, uh, that that comes with, right? I, you could have just had, you could have been, like, their genius kids, who are super big fans of their mom. And I think everyone would have been like, dope. <laughs> I think everybody would have nodded, smiled, said, all right. I, I think it's like unnecessary convolution. It's once again, not the worst. I'm not condemning it. I'm not saying it, it's not allowed. I just sort of don't understand that creative decision. It feels like a very bold creative decision without a lot of benefit. But if, if, if we will, we'll, we'll keep it in. We'll keep it in as a sign of goodwill. So uh, we, we have the death. We have uh, uh, reincarnation, right? Um, but at this point... I think that you gradually lean into Aqua being the villain and you have Ruby being uh, more of the voice of reason where she's like, I don't know, but she's more easily influenced because Ruby, even in a reincarnated form, like she died as a child. So she still has childlike sensibilities that Aqua can and will manipulate and abuse uh, because that, frankly, even in what we've saw so far. That's the kind of guy he is. Uh, and, and so we have it where Aqua sets up, uh, is gradually becoming more of a fan. And uh, I, I like, fuck it, make, make Aqua keep pl- having him play behind the scenes and enhance I's career, all right? Uh, without her ever asking for it or knowing about it, right? But I, behind the scenes, a- as a child, is pulling the strings. Um, gradually, eventually, um, have have moments of of jealousy start sparking either because of I's relationship with Ruby, or I being an idol, or both, and and more. Um, and gradually, I think uh we we go all the way to like Aqua being a a young adult. All right, all the way to there, I is still alive. I is still alive, very successful. Um, and and still fairly popular. Uh, I think that what you do 
is at one point what, what the real like fucked up twist scene should be and like super fucked up lean into how fucked up this is you have uh aqua super frustrated that everything that's going on maybe it's like i gets a, a boyfriend and he engages he proposes and she says yes or something like that right and aqua's pissed because he has that fucked up fan brain uh, and I think that Aqua then would like reveal everything. He's like, I've done so much for you, which is like kind of true. But at the same time, no one ever asked you to do any of this fucking shit. Uh, he explains everything that went on. I would be like, what the fuck is what the fuck's happening? Frankly, Aqua is okay, even go further, more fucked up. Aqua being like, you should be with me. We are meant to be together uh, and have I be like, what the fuck? You're my child and some reincarnated fuckery this is super messed up and then have i uh possibly only half intentionally kill his mom <laughs> have i have Aqua i had a feeling this was coming. kill his mom <laughs> and then i think uh where do you go from there right because it's like okay well he's not gonna avenge the killer no then you have him lying about it mourning it and presenting it essentially he becomes like a quote-unquote he, he takes all that same mentality of, of that he learned from that idol culture, uh, where it's very performative. It's performative mourning, right? He he tells uh, Ruby, this is absolutely tragic. Some crazy stalker showed up, killed mom. It's super fucked up. I can't believe this. Um, I know. It's real sad. Um, people are convinced. It kind of launches both Aqua and Ruby into stardom uh, because what a fucking story, right? Um, but then eventually Ruby, uh, Ruby and, and some other characters, they start like putting together the pieces and are like, Hey, wait a fucking minute. Uh, Ruby has stuff to lose now though. So what does she go through with it? What the fuck's going on? Uh, and it's just Aqua more or less like trying to evade capture still with this very Machiavellian style, presenting himself as the victim, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think that conveys the themes a lot more accurately than the muddled middle ground that it seems like they are on the trajectory for. Uh, once again, it's, it's, it, it, this is just a very offhand script doctoring, right? It's not like I've, I've spent days and weeks thinking about this. But already, I, I think that the broad idea, the, the, I think that the broad ideas are clear. Yeah, no, that's not a terrible idea for a story, and it also reminds me, I do need to show you Monster one of these days. That that does remind me of that. Yeah, it's just so hard, because, I mean, it's a longer series, and, like, to get some of the really fucked up stuff in it, like, it just takes some time, you know? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like fucked up, don't like when it takes time. Uh, you know, it's been recommended as for a while, but a lot of the stuff you described really reminded me of Monster. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's besides the point, uh, and not the energy drink, obviously. Though I would not be surprised if they tried suing uh, the anime as well. <laughs> but yeah, so... They are, they're, they're already going after Musume, it's so true. it's hard to it's tell. It's true. I, I, I think the core problem is that the show doesn't seem willing to commit that the Doctor, Aqua, he's just as fucked up and creepy as the Stalker. Less... Well, not even less murderous. No, he's... He's openly willing to murder even early on as a baby. Uh, he's he is murdered. Like I I think that it it could have essentially presented it as look the stalker is like a creepy shut in right whereas the doctor is a well presented successful doctor. Uh, so but other than that, if you strip away that, 
the appearance of decency, as it were, they're basically the same. That, yes, that, that's true. That's accurate information. And by pretending that they aren't, I, I just think the really fascinating message, it doesn't get completely lost, but I, I think it, 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 it gets muddled. It, it's, yeah. yeah. And it, it's hard to say, Rem. It's hard to say. For all we know, the next 10 episodes of this anime could assuage some of your issues. They could really go into the toxicity of that relationship. And hopefully, And I like, suppose, let, let me briefly explain why I they could, theoretically, but I don't know if they can. Uh, because... I think it's pretty clear why you're concerned about these things. Yeah, say at some point... Uh, uh, first of all, it, it seems like we're pretty far past... Like, um, Aqua being a super fan, right? It, it's, it's now like, you have killed my mother, who I was a big fan of and loved dearly, how fucking dare you? Uh, and, and so it has more of uh, that focus going on. Um, but also, even if, say, somehow he comes to the realization, wow, I, like, he, he sees this culture and he realizes, oh, I was on that side of things. I promoted this toxicity, uh, under the airs of decency, uh, which I don't even know, like, if you can or should have a character who's presented as, as he is, a, a borderline psychopath, have such realizations. It seems a little bit quaint, but it's say he does. So what? Yeah, she's gone now. Your idol obsession is gone now, so it's gonna be a lot fucking easier to, to move on and realize, oh, okay, maybe it was a bit toxic, but I never need to face any accountability for that or self-reflection because it's no longer as significant a part in my life. It's no longer me being a super fan all the time uh, watching these concerts because these concerts don't happen. Uh, these events don't happen. So even if they tried to go that route, I don't know if it's possible and it would feel weird and it'd feel disjointed at this point. So I, I enjoyed my time. I thought this was fantastic. I thought it was very worthwhile. I think it has a lot of fascinating things to say in an eloquent manner about these toxic issues. However, the, I think that when it comes to the major twist, that is both the best part of the first episode of Oshinoko and the worst part. Ooh, boy. This'll, this is going to be interesting because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil it for you right now, Rem. Uh, we're revisiting this show down the line. Like, there's no way we can't not. Like, probably going to be a while, obviously. Uh, like, I want to wait for all 11 episodes to be done airing. But, like, this this is such a fascinating show, like, by itself with one episode, that I think it's going to be worth talking about in the end and see if truly uh, there is major disappointment or if somehow, somehow, the remainder of this story turns out to have enough resonance and impact to... Uh, push past all of those uh, concerns and criticisms you currently have. I am genuinely curious to see where this goes. I, I think thankfully, that right now my kind of like best case scenario moving forward for this series is that it's more or less like a weird death note. Uh, it, it's a kind yeah. of death note where you have a psychotic protagonist uh, who is, is going to give his own form of righteous justice um, smart and intelligent, maybe with a smart, intelligent, crafty foe, whoever his father may be, um, and, and that you have that going on, right? Um, my, my very significant concern is that they'll gradually lose 
a lot of that darkness and that it will turn into like a vaguely dark drama. We won't know until it it happens, I'm afraid, Rem. I could jump ahead and read in the manga, but I don't think I want to. I want to see where the... (laughs) I think I want to see where the anime goes and from there. And I'll tell you what, Rem, uh, the worst case, if the worst case scenario for the show happens, in my opinion, uh, we're not revisiting it. <laughs> what, what's, Simply what's the worst the, case scenario for you? Uh, basically all the things you said, but amplified. <laughs> right. Like, cause I, I have a stronger and wider threshold for some of these things. Uh, but I've seen people drop the ball really fucking hard near the end. And if they drop the ball to such a degree that, like, it makes me actively angry or upset or, un- like, in a bad way, like, I, th- I feel like the only thing it would serve to show you as an episode would be, uh, like, essentially a masturbatory way of being like, yeah, and this horrible. And I don't know if that would be a perfect episode or not. Uh, however, if it, if I watch it, but through the end, and I come out of it thinking, oh dear, Remington's predictions were spot on, but it's still valuable in the long run for some aspects, then I think we can make an interesting episode out of it, because just throwing, like, mindless anger and frustration at a show that didn't quite finish where I wanted it to finish isn't really what I want this series to be about. That that Uh, being said, I think think even with the trajectory I'm concerned about, I think most dweebs will still really enjoy it. I I think no, even yeah. let me put it this way, I think even in Sean or my worst case scenario, I think the vast majority of weebs gonna be all in. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Like I can t- I can tell you right now, Rem, that this is gonna be a very popular series for a long time. A lot of people are already calling it a modern classic, even though, again, only at the time of this recording, only one episode is out. So and don't get me wrong, that first episode, fucking amazing. Like, it does a lot of things really well, and it's great. But guys, remember Primus Neverland Season 2? I do. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, and there's a reason I'm not ever showing it to Remington, because fuck that I, I hope I'm less accurate. Wait, did I show you Primus Neverland? No, no, no. no, no. no. I only showed you only I, showed you. I hope I'm one. less That's accurate right. in my concerns here than I was there. <laughs> yes. Same here, bud. Same here. At least, at least Promise Neverland manga was okay and good and better but yeah no it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes rem uh i'm probably gonna enjoy myself the whole way through i'm already massively enjoying myself i'm just huh guys just remember temperance you gotta temper your uh, expectations here uh because if you go all in too hard uh much like they like people do for their oshis uh yeah, there's a strong possibility of getting burned. Uh, with that being said, though, Rem, uh, am I still your Oshi after seeing this? Do you stand by that statement, or are you, uh, or are you abandoning me after a whole episode? I don't know. You might be more of my Noko. Remington, that means your child. Call me daddy. I am not doing that. <laughs> I am not doing that. Oh, God. Well, before we get out of here, Rem, any guesses on the mal score for Oshi Noko? Oh, uh, it's gonna be fucking insane i like oh yeah um i i feel like just in my periphery like yeah it was like it was up there it was up there it was in the pantheon after the first yep. episode yeah uh unfortunately I, I can't recall what the fuck the pantheon is rated nope i think nine 
because uh, really? I think people are losing their fucking minds over it. I think. Okay. Hmm. Oh. I'll tell you right now, Rem. There are only fourteen uh, series on Mal that have a nine rating. Fourteen. So. If you really think it can get that fucking high, why well, uh, one wait, episode? I, well, I think because it's one episode. Mm. Uh, if you were asking me, and the entire series had been released, I would give a very different answer. I'm gonna say nine point one one nine one one nine one one because that's what we're gonna be calling if the Oshinoko fans are gonna come after us. Yes. Uh, you know what? That is a fairly stupidly high guess, Rem. Uh, that is a stupidly high guess. I uh, but, agree, but, but let I, me tell I feel like it's reasonable. I feel like there's, I feel like I have sufficient reasoning. It's, if it's like as hyped up as you were telling me, and like I vaguely heard it was in the Pantheon, and if it's in like the Pantheon, then like maybe it's, maybe that means that it's shot up into like top 10, top 5, top 3, top of 1, because malpoliticking gets weird. Uh, mm-hmm. If, if this got on the malpoliticking train, it's one episode, extremely hype. Like, it has all the factors. It has everything. Okay. All right. Well, 911. Well, Rem, uh, so far on Mal, only about uh, 86,000 people have, have rated it. But for only one episode, that's fucking insane. Yes. Uh, and uh, to put in perspective, um, well, I'll put it in perspective afterwards. Uh. Oshinoko is sitting nice and pretty at a 9.25. I undershot it somehow. Yeah, no, Rem, I put it in perspective. This is the number one anime on Mal right now. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but what makes, to put it in perspective, the number one anime on Mal for years, uh, and will probably still be for the longest time, uh, is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah, I, I would say, uh, obviously, let... Let let the series finish. Let, let give it just give it some time. Let it rest. Uh, but what, what why that's funny, Rem, is because FMA is currently sitting at nine point one one. So you channeled like the traditional number. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. See, I was like, oh, what what would Weeb's rate as the number one nine point one one? There we go. Uh, but yep. th- this just surpassed that. So yeah. Uh, uh, and to be fair, that's with uh three million ratings. Yes. So yes. like <laughs> like the. The, the ratio. Ratios are very important, y'all. Uh, I, oh, Jesus. 43,000 people gave FMA Brotherhood a 1 out of 10? What the fuck is wrong with those people? Sorry. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, Rem. Uh, looking at the, the score breakdown for Oshinoko, uh, it's the biggest 10 I've seen in a long time uh, in terms of like the score line. Uh, there is a very vocal 2,000 people who are like, ah, this is a 1 out of 10 show. Uh, which you're gonna have when any show is popular, like just yeah. For for, for me, I would probably I I see once again. I have to separate. Am I am I rating it based on my just viewing experience, or am I doing it in hindsight with it all in mind? Because in hindsight, it's less good uh, because of the totality. Holistically, it's less good as a journey, piece after piece after piece. Probably like an 8.0 as a holistic viewing it all together, probably closer to a seven, maybe a 7.5. Uh, it could have that's a high, that, that, that's high praise for it. You, is, it is very high praise. Uh, but it could have, it could have been, and I suppose technically, technically could still be, though I don't know about uh, it, it could have been the next odd taxi for me. Yeah, well, we'll have to see uh, when the rest comes out, but yeah, no. Uh, just to show you how insane it is, of the 
of like the couple thousand ratings on it, uh, 66% of them are 10s out of 10, which is insane. Good God. And that's, that, that is very heavily carrying it. Yeah, that's like 57,000 votes is, uh, uh, is 10 out of 10, which is like fucking hell. Uh, me personally, I'm, I'm more confidently putting it at an eight, maybe an 8.5 for me. Yeah. Uh, because like, that's just kind of our dynamic. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, no matter what you put, I'm probably going to put it a little higher. Yep. Uh, unless, unless there are some personal biases involved. Uh, but with that being said, I guess the final question to ask you, Rem, after this long fucking episode, Dylan's going to be very upset with us, but that's okay. Uh, cause Man, this episode's going to do numbers. Uh, so with that in mind, Rem, any chance you'd want to watch more Oshinoko with me? Yes, as so long as I can back out at any given time. <laughs> well, you know, that's not I, how this works. <laughs> it's like, yes, so long as I have an emergency eject button, and then I'm set. Then I'm ready. Mm, I see. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I suppose with that in mind, thank you all so much for tuning in. If you enjoy us being so topical that we're gonna get in trouble for it, then please leave us a review on wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever, and leave us a review. They mean the world to us, they help us grow, and we do read every single one. And if that is still not enough for you, we have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash context, where myself, Remington, and Dylan do occasionally play video games very poorly. And if that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to patreon.com slash context where you gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to be thanked live on the podcast. So, Ram, who are we thanking this week? Well, as always, we would like to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls, who we really appreciate. But moving on, we get to our yandere waifus, who are being reincarnated as our children. Uh, that's... Mm, oh, yeah, that's messed I, up. Uh, that's, that's uncomfortable. I agree. Especially considering having children for either of us right now, it seems like a zero possibility. <laughs> I'm besides Samantha. Samantha is just she's going to remain a single child. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one, one, we're we're good here. One's good. One's <laughs> she good. she she doesn't need any siblings. She's she's content with the the many cats in each of our households. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like between the two of us, we have four cats. That's like, so many. It's cats. a lot. That's it's so, so many cats. Uh, Some would argue and, too many cats. Shout out to all the cats. Uh, they're not in the yandere waifu tier, but you know, it fits. Yeah, I feel like they could be if they had money. <laughs> uh, but moving on, we get to Drunk Quetzalcoatl for Anime Out of Context Mascot, says Miska Miska, earnestly expecting praise and reward. Nobody, I'm skipping uh, Patreon names until I get an apology notes from all who forced me to speak the unspeakable. Sean, repent, you filth. Uh, <laughs> zombie stuff. It's never gonna happen until I get <laughs> explanation. Yandere and Echo, wondering who has a bigger sword, Remington or Kirito? Why Sean? Why Sean? Why does Haruhi get away with being a terrible person when gods get punched in the face on a daily basis, ponders Miska. What do you get when you cross a hundred meter reptile-inspired monster with a peng penguin, a kaiju that can't run, but sure can waddle? A weekly haiku about Sean. This is a warning. Sean has been spotted. Protect the animals. Uh, watch Eva and I'll write a poem every day for a month. Walk me home gently. Totally God's angel. Titan CNH. This is good, I guess, says Miska with a sigh, disappointing, disappointed to find that yakisoba is not, isn't made with yak meat. The villain behind glasses agrees that Remington is best tsundere and Natsuko wants all his panties. The Susanator, the penis mightier than the sword, that man is so dumb he could fall into a barrel of tits and still come out sucking his own thumb. Turban, tainted venom, syrup of the turtle, spiceitis. 
So, Sean, what was in that cup of doom that was definitely not piss? Silent secondary, shoujo addict who doesn't need help, just more manga to read and anime to watch. Sean, now supporter of Adam Sandler-themed adult toys. Sean, can I pui-pui your mother, says Miska. Sean's grandma is the OG white sorts meister, get well soon. Sean calls me little daddy Rem when he enters my big hole. Seth sends you, Sagoy Takai, that's what she said. Scratch that idea, my 21st will be going to sushi with friends and family after exploring downtown, cannot wait for the second. Science is a bitch sometimes. Salty Pretzel, Ross Palmer, Robolobdob, Rhiannon Williams. Review Boondocks or you're racist. Remington Senpai loves Kirito-chan, says Misaka. Rem loves the big hole. Reki Kawahara, RarXD, that's I love you in Dinosaur. Raphael GB, second time here. Do you guys enjoy D&D? Uh, Paco El Musgo, other McNutt. On the 4th of July, 1806, we set sail from the sweet cove of Cork. We were sailing away with sheep for the shagging, eh, Sean? Uh, Nitsaira. Nick Harvey, Beyond Huvo Genesis, Makeka 7 Hirto, Link Jokerl, Liam Dunn, Leaf Denji and Pachita out of harm's way, Sean, Lanzo325, Kylo, Keegan Talbot, Cassidy, Karma Chaos, Joshua Dinosaur, Jax, Janine, Jamhands. I was in the Joey Wheeler tier for two months and I'm still waiting for my fanfic. I Remington will ruin Darling in the Franks for Encrypted Cryptid. I Remington Chase would like to thank you, Sean, for our wonderful years of anime reviews and friendship. I don't know what to put here. I declare this an official submission row battle, Metafighters Ready Row Battle, Hunter Tane, Hunter Davies. Hot take, probably the Soul Eater manga is uh, better than the anime. What do you think, Sean? Hey, don't cough in my butt. Hey, Toby, please say this. Cat noise. Uh, hey, Sean and Rem, would you like any more of Daddy Dill's Eldritch Cumjar by chance? Good anime idea. The Industrial Revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race. They have greatly increased. Uh, going down on Sean's grandma. Nomeo and Juliet's my favorite anime. Glenn Michael Dolan. Getting high, losing track of time, and watching hours of raccoons eating like little people. Kazunga Lungas. Farmer Weeb, Stark Factor the Weep. Humanitarian Aid for Children Nonprofit UNICEF made a PSA where the Smurfs get carpet bomb. Fantide, F bomb, Dylan Hayden, Daddy Rem, tell me a bedtime story. No. Uh, Creed 13. <laughs> Creed 13. Fuck, that's funny. <laughs> uh, Country Fried Goth here to remind you that he just lost the game. Cheese Monkey, Cameron Ashworth, Rockhard for Judas asks Sean and Rem, Jesse or James from Team Rocket, Bree loves cheese, Brandon's grandma gave me chlamydia, get checked, Rem. Blackstar, Big Blue Bear Boy, Awkward Lesbian Who Just Needs a Hug, Angle Angel, Angle Angel, Am I Alive or Am I Dead? But what does it mean to live and die? Are we but Capybar trapped in this big hole? Uh, Elise Howard, Alpha Angel, All Hail Lord Helix, AJ Tunnels tastes like raw chicken and licorice for the ill informed, AJ Honey, A Daze, Aaron Heglin, Doc. Uh, now we move on to the Boy Wizard tier, where everybody uh, is going to get a bad baby name. Uh, a bad baby name that, yes, you have to name your next child this. So, good luck. Oh, God. That's... I Rem, you do remember the time where we did have a patron who was like, hey, name my child. And we were like, oh, that's awkward. And well, here we, we go. And I, this that. is legally binding. When you signed up for the Patreon, you agreed. Uh, so, you know, it's just how... I don't make the rules. Uh, Vincent Calabrese, you get Hellzell. The Vickness Grand Pazer test is a multi-stage aerobic capacity test that progressively gets more difficult as it continues students. You get... A miracle. The Dungeon Master next door, you get Anna, dot, dot, dot. The Canadian anime stoner, you get I Mean Me. The brown mom is back after being abducted to Leighton, Utah uh, for two years. You are going to get Love Child Ermengarde. Uh, Stanley's best FBI agent, Changed My Mind, episode 119, 1 to 14 to 40-ish, if you're confused. You get Elizabeth. Uh, Schmaris, you are going to get Olivia, spelled A-L-I-V-I-Y-A-H. Sean, what are your thoughts on Suzume 08? Uh, you get Little Sweet Meat. <laughs> I, I don't like that. I really don't like that. Uh, hello, this is my son, Little Sweet Meat. <laughs> uh, Roscop, you get A-B-C-D-E. 
32 babies were given that name in uh, 2009. Uh, Roberto with a concerto, you get Merica. Uh, Oshan, real quick mm, before I forget, like we're watching Clayton next week, right? You get Jerica. <laughs> uh, let, let's go to uh, Monogatari ticks all the boxes of what Sean and Rem ever said they want in anime. This week's things do happen. You get Facebook. Mm. Uh, My God is Overlord review. You get Rage. Massimo Martelli, you... God, could you imagine naming a kid Rage? <laughs> uh, well, you know, it... Massimo Martelli, uh, you get Clitus. Latino wrote, how much does Sean love his body pills in Swedish? You get colon. L plus ratio, you are going to get Mercury Constellation Star Cruiser. I'll be honest, kinda rad as hell. <laughs> that, that, like, in a weird, like... Jefferson Starship kind of way. It's 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 quite a name. Essentially, it's a name you got to grow into. You yeah, it, like it, you, you got to commit to it's it. It's either it, it's going to be a horrible embarrassment or if you have enough charisma and a big enough personality, oh baby. Hell yeah. Uh who was I did, did Kugor? Did I just do Kugor or am I on Kugor? I man, are the bit erased the Or did I do L mind, so. plus ratio? Have I done them yet? I think you did L plus ratio. I think you did L All plus right. ratio. Kugor, you get st- I Remington Chase here by Vow to Finish Sword Art Online. You are going to get Prince Charles. All one word. Uh, I'm Rem saying that Sean's grandma is an angel bed. I can't hold it back anymore. You get Audio Science, which is what Dylan is going to name his child. I turn 40 in May. Any chance that you can review Healer Girl for my birthday? You get Sad Man. <laughs> That's really setting him up for failure there, aren't you? I believe in Remington supremacy. You get hashtag. Hey guys, me and my brother love you guys. He's in the hospital. Can all three of you say hi to Andrew K? Hello. Uh, Hello. Hey, Andrew. That was a good one. That was a really... (laughs) That was was a good one. Like, for a second, I thought he had slipped into our call. Holy shit. Uh, You are going to get Adolf Hitler. (laughs) And thus, it is ruined. The moment is ruined. Uh, Hell, Rex, you get secret spelled uh, all caps C apostrophe K-R-E-T. Jesus. Uh, head on apply directly to forehead. You get blanket. Uh, go ahead, call the cops. So in science voices, they're getting louder. Please send help. You are going to get your majesty. Sorry, your majesty. Your majesty. <laughs> uh... <laughs> For the first hundred episodes, I thought this was a Harry Potter fan fiction podcast. You get uh, Air Rekka. Elden Ring Samurai takes Stormbell Castle. Let's go. You get Arson. Uh, Drew the Almighty Monarch of the Big Hole. You get Big Hole. <laughs> Dua, you get Burger. Uh, Cryptid Milf. <laughs> Come here, Burger. <laughs> Cryptid Milf. Uh, you know what? Let's just have a little pair. You get Custard. Uh, Crimson Reapers, just because of the sides. Burger, go get your sister custard. <laughs> just because of the sides. You get ESPN. Ooh, uh, Carver271, you get Gassy. Oh, come on. Uh, Bo Hancock is the best waifu. You get God's masterpiece. Uh, that, again, that's another one of those ones you gotta grow into. <laughs> Beethoven1201, you are going to get lasagna. Garfield will love you. Uh, Animated Z, you get Milady. All Father. Are you sure it's not Malady? Oh uh, no, it's Milady. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Uh, All Father grumbles about how, about the buffer and can only count in the present twenty six weeks as of the fourteenth of April. You are going to get. Uh, let's give you Netflix. Uh, and Adam Sandler Ooh. cosplays as Judy Hopson cuddles with the milf hunter Sean. You, of course, are going to get Stalin. Uh, next, we move on to the the Joey Wheeler tier. 
Uh, where, Sean, as Joey Wheeler, will say what your first phrase was. And I'll interpret why that is. The first phrase they ever said. Oh, Jesus Christ. Word okay. phrase edits, uh, who knows? We start off with, when Sean turns 30, he'll digivolve into my ginger daddy. Squee! That's a lot to process. Um, hmm. Uh, your first words are patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you're just acknowledging the society we're living in. Uh, watch Saints Young Men from Rima. Uh, you get... And it could be a whole phrase that maybe they were they were very verbal babies. Uh, I like ketchup. Uh, you said that because you didn't like ketchup, but learned reverse psychology on them. Uh, Hermione pegs Harry and Ron. Uh, you get snake meeting. <laughs> and when you're born in a satanic cult, what are you gonna do? <laughs> My <laughs> dear old mum. Uh, you get... <laughs> uh... I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> you knew that you would end up with me uh, and throw me <laughs> into the world. Uh, Blood Cell warns Rem it's all fun and games until the Pui Pui Odd Taxi rolls up. Uh, you get, uh, remember, remember the 5th of November. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start some revolution in here. <laughs> Uh, thank you all. If you want to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. We love and appreciate you very, very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister. <laughs> Oh, what was it called? Little kids. Fucking Rugrats? What do you want, Ram? <laughs> people are people. So I'm not some creep just perving on 16-year-old idols, okay? You see, for me, it's because I'm a creep. I'm a weird... Oh, I'm a trying to seduce children. Alright, I am currently recording. You good? <coughs> that doesn't sound good. Hello? <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> Do not die before I record the podcast, man. Joke's on you. This episode's a murder mystery. <laughs> don't pull that game changer bullshit on us. We don't have the production value. <laughs> Not to mention that there's only one suspect in the case of a two-man podcast, and I don't like the, my odds. <laughs> well, you've cracked the case, Sean. <laughs> this is all an elaborate ploy to get me arrested. Ah, uh, goody. I would not do well in prison. All right. Uh, so you're recording? Yep. All right. Then let's get started in three, two, one, mark.